0: Welcome to The Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin
1: Solution, where we help women, just like you, get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, Registered Holistic Nutritionist and Program Director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey.
0: We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. All right, you guys, I don't think you're ready for today's episode because you're in for such a massive treat. One of my favorite human beings in the world, the lovely, brilliant, and beautiful Julie Daniluk is here. She's the true anti-inflammatory queen. She is a best-selling author. She has four cookbooks, Meals That Heal Inflammation, Slimming Meals That Heal, My Personal Favorite Hot Detox. Becoming Sugar-Free, all four of these books are so incredible because they're not just a cookbook. They're basically a textbook. I think they should be a required reading for every nutritionist because they're so well-thought. They're so well-researched. They're backed by so much scientific research. She's also a wonderful speaker. You will see her speaking on stages across North America. Also a host on the Oprah Winfrey Network on The Healthy Gourmet, which is a phenomenal show as well. Julie, like you have really conquered the nutrition scene. I say you're always one of the celebrity nutritionists here in Canada because you're so well-spoken. You're so brilliant and you've accomplished so much in your career. So thank you
2: so much for coming on today. Well, Katie, I had to come on because it has been such a beautiful relationship having you work with me and have just such an amazing synergy and what you have gotten up to is so awe-inspiring. So I love to see how you're transforming people's lives and people's confidence Through clear skin. That's great job. Such
0: a compliment. And if you can't tell, Julie and I really do have a bond here because I actually worked for Julie for eight years. I think it was. Was it eight? It seems
2: like. Yes, I know. I love all of your skills, your bad skills you bring to the table. And
0: I, I so feel great. so grateful because I was still in nutrition school when I was working for Julie. So I got mentored under one of the smartest brains in nutrition. I learned so much. And I remember because I did the online version of the course, I didn't know how to say so many words because I'd never heard a teacher say them. And I'd be like, Julie, how do I say this word? And she would have to teach me all of the long, big nutrition words. So. I wanted to tell a bit of a background story here because I'm a big believer in the power of manifestation and the law of attraction. And so I remember when I was still working in television, you came on the show that I was working for in television in Hamilton. And it was the same day that we had created a brand new graphic package for the show. And you were our first guest. And I typed Julie Danlickin, author, nutritionist, TV host. And you became kind of like the Jane Doe. That was the standard templated that we use. So every single show for the next, however many years I did it, every day I would pull it up and I would say Julie Daniluk and I would backspace it and I would put in the new thing. So I was looking at your name every, every day. And like at this point, I had no idea I was going to go into nutrition. And then when I finally years later decided to go back to school to study nutrition, I wasn't even looking for a job. Somebody sent your job posting to me, said Julie Daniluk, she's a nutritionist. I know you just went back to school to study nutrition. She's looking for a videographer. I think this could be perfect for you. And sure enough, I went to Toronto, had my interview with you. You hired me, of course. And I had this crazy aha moment like, oh my gosh, I fully manifested Julie Daniluk, TV host, author, nutritionist into my life because I was writing your name so many times. So I think it's
2: just a fun little side story. It is a very cool side story. And the fact that you became a nutritionist, I am so proud of you. I know how hard you worked on that and it's just beautiful how you're blending all your skills that's why this podcast rocks i'm so i know i
0: finally get to use that you do. my skills uh, of my tv with my nutrition skills so i of course wanted you yeah. to be on the podcast because you are the anti-inflammatory queen and as everybody in our uh, Katie sort wellness clear skin solution world knows anti-inflammatory is that foundational lifestyle of eating that we teach to everybody and i learned this from you so i would love for you Julie to kind of share your story of how you discovered the power of anti-inflammatory food and why it became such a big driver for what you
2: do to this day. Well, I had crazy ADHD as a child and terrible food sensitivities. My mom 100% turned it around. At seven years old, she took me off of red dye and white sugar and uh, really harmful foods that were triggering me. And I got into 100% remission, could finally sleep. Finally did well in school. And then I kind of had it rear its ugly head because I had a lot of eating issues as a teenager. I sort of rebelled against my parents. So by the time I turned 30, I had profound breakdown of my gut with going to Thailand and nearly dying of food poisoning. That's crazy. And my gut was in such bad shape that I ran like 160 degree fever and had just horrible bowels, came home with post-infectious colitis. And that really created massive inflammation from head to toe. So, arthritis, bursitis, colitis, and certainly skin issues from that as well. And it was just an awful time. And then I decided I had to get back to my roots and really double down on nutrition. So, I just threw it all in the ring. I'll never forget my husband saying, Julie, you absolutely have to. What are you going to do to heal? And I said, I am going to try this, I'm going to give it everything I have to heal. And I did just 100% shift my menu, create all the foods that heal, all the foods that harm, focus on those healing foods. And it was just a beautiful transformation where everything went into remission. And now I'm here pain-free, just absolutely loving life and teaching what we've learned, which is that food heals so profoundly.
0: And with you being the anti-inflammatory queen, Julie, you've also become the sugar-free queen because your latest book, Becoming Sugar-Free, which I have a smoothie recipe in, you are so grateful to include one of my recipes in, which I'm internally, internally indebted to you for. So for you, why did you find that really breaking up with sugar was such an important part of your journey and also what you teach to your own clients?
2: I think one of the most inflammatory ingredients in the world is white sugar. And second would probably be refined dairy and refined grains because they spike your insulin so significantly, which drives inflammation head to toe. And we know, and I know you teach this all the time, it really drives unfortunate acne. There's a direct correlation between the people who have the highest amounts of refined carbohydrates and acne. And so I just found I had to get off sugars because they not only play with your skin, they play with your mind, which is going to drive you to eat more negative foods because you are really increasing your risk of anxiety and depression with a high sugar menu. And I noticed it just trashed my mood. So I would go from a very confident, very easygoing person to a person who lived with a feeling of PMS. So if you have sugar every day, you're literally living with 28 out of 28 days of your cycle of fighting your moods, And that's why for mental health reasons, I decided about, I'd say well over 15 years ago, but like hardcore 10 years ago, just to say that's it. I'm not going to put refined sugar in my mouth to the point where I have to read ingredient labels to make sure it hasn't fallen into sauces, hasn't fallen into condiments, hasn't fallen into all those hidden ingredients on packets. Why are they putting it in things like broth? You and I promote ingesting bone broth. Why are they putting it there? So I just look at every label. I've learned all the names for sugar and want to just really set it out there, guys, that sugar, even small amounts, can really mess with not only your gut flora, which will cause more acne, but also really spike insulin, which is directly tied to skin health. And we really want to avoid
0: it at all costs. Absolutely. And, w- and what's really interesting, because having worked with you for so long, like we would do really long video shooting days and your brain would have to be like on all day. because we would shoot for like 12 hours in the day. And I remember one day you somehow ate something that had sugar in it and you didn't know, Alan didn't know, none of us knew. And all of a sudden you could see a shift in your focus and concentration. And like I think maybe a half an hour went by and you're like, I think there was sugar thing that I just ate. And we sure enough, we investigated it and there ended up being sugar in it. But there was such a a night and day difference between your focus, your concentration, the ability to articulate really clearly because your body's so used to not having it that when you remove it and you add it back in, the symptoms are so much more profound and noticeable.
2: You got it. And what worries me is that there might be someone listening right now and they think they're stupid or they think they don't have confidence and it's just who they are but they don't understand that their personality is being filtered through this negativity of white sugar and white flour. And it may in fact be sitting on you like a wet blanket. And once you let go of those negative foods, you'd be absolutely shocked at who you are underneath, who you are ready to shine once you let go of those refined foods.
0: And I think, and Chris, as you know, because we work so often with our clients where they've grown up eating. Everything has sugar. Everything they put in their mouth has sugar, whether it's a salad dressing, it's a cracker, it's a bread, it's a this, it's a that. Because we always have people say, oh no, I don't eat a lot of sugar. But then we look through their food journals. You're like, dude, you're eating sugar all day. You just don't know it because it's hidden in the ingredient list, right? Like Chris, we see this time and time again. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Even with natural sugars, right? They're great. We love natural sugars, but that's a compounding effect, So if you have this white sugar and they're like, well, I just ate that ice cream and you had four dried fruits and you had, and you had, it's all of that in the compound of what the body needs to process out.
2: Mm -hmm. That's so true. We really do have to look at our net carbohydrates over the day to see, have we sort of blown our limit already? So having that extra ice cream after dinner. And I mean, don't get me started with refined dairy, but let's face it, it really spikes insulin growth factor one, which is also gonna really impound skin issues. And if you have food intolerance or a food allergy to dairy, then boom, it's really gonna impact your skin. So I'm really, I know we're we're getting into the weeds a little bit, but I just wanna say ice cream I call triple yin death. From traditional Chinese medicine perspective, it's frozen, it's got dairy in it, and it's got white sugar in it. Those are three strikes against it. So if you're somebody who's like, but I have to have ice cream. Yeah, it makes sense because ice cream is the closest thing to human breast milk. So of course you're going to run for it. Like you want it so badly. And that's where the direct substitutions come in. So making nice dream instead of ice cream would be a lovely thing, you know, where you use coconut milk, maybe if you really want to sweeten it, I actually have a really great sugar-free ice cream that uses sweet potato as the base. And it tastes incredible. So you can move away from those refined sweeteners, get to that complex sweetener, maybe add a little bit of monk fruit to spike it slightly for flavor. And that way you're keeping your blood sugar nice and balanced.
0: Because blood sugar, it's such a critical component to clearing up skin, right? Like acne, one of the first things we do with clients in the clear skin solution is we balance their blood sugar we make sure they're having the protein, the fiber, the healthy fats. They're not skipping their meals. They're eating the nutrient dense foods, or it's taking a miss to the refined carbohydrates. And we generally like to ease the clients in, right? And I know you do this with your own audience and clients, Julie, is it's not like you're going from eating that standard North American diet to only embracing monk fruit and stevia. Like there can be a bit of a transitionary period. So how do you generally recommend people ease off that standard North American diet in order to get to that sugar-free lifestyle?
2: Well, my absolute favorite sweetener that has calories and tastes extremely friendly is honey. And the reason why is because it does have a positive impact on the microbiome. We know that it kills off candida, which is a really interesting part of honey, especially if it's kept raw. And I just really appreciate that it's extremely sweet. So people are very likely to adopt to it. The only thing to keep in mind with maple syrup is that it is very high in sucrose So if you don't break down sugars very well, it's a little bit harder on your system. And then what I do is start to introduce recipes. Like I say, before we cut out sugars, can you go find sugar replacements so that you're not jonesing? Because a lot of people feel like it's such a daunting task, but if they have a direct substitution, so if you have, say, a chocolate recipe that is ready to go and it's in your freezer, then you're not going to have a breakdown. The big thing is to not fall off a cliff of cravings but instead to embrace things that are even more delicious than you're used to. And that way I feel people can make that nice transition. So I say, let's go get you a bottle of the French vanilla stevia is probably the most tasty out of the stevias. And then the really nice monk fruit liquid, which is just a juice extract from a melon from Asia. So it doesn't have the bitter or the licorice aftertones of stevia. So a lot of people adapt to that really well. And then just say, hey can we go 50-50 on this recipe? So I've created a recent, my latest book is getting an update and I've got a white chocolate now and it's half honey, half actual monk fruit liquid. And that's really nice because it still has a little bit of sugar crystals to carry the flavor and to have the exact texture match. But now it's half the amount of carbohydrate you're used to eating so that you're like, oh, your insulin's more balanced and your body is much happier.
0: I know. And I'm so excited because it's
2: your meals that heals that's getting the revamp, correct? Yes. I was invited to do a, a 10th anniversary second edition of my first book and 41 new recipes, really happy with that. And all this new information about acrylamide, about anti-nutrients, about all these new things that have come out since that first book was published, so that it's really fresh and up to date on how to kill inflammation with the power of food. I love that. And, like, you know, I'll be pre ordering that book
0: across the board and buying one for everyone in my family because oh. I, tr- I truly think it's such a profoundly <laughs> insightful book. And with these new updates, like, it's going to be an absolute killer because inflammation, as you teach, is really at the core root of almost every disease. And we want to be really bringing down that systemic inflammation through food, by adopting the anti-inflammatory foods and by reducing those pro-inflammatory foods now. So when we're looking at the sugars, I want to backtrack a little bit because I want people to really understand the impact that refined sugar and refined carbohydrates have on the gut, have on the liver, and have on our hormones. So let's start back at the gut and discuss how it's really being impactful to the gut lining, to that microbiome. Well, the
2: biggest problem I have is that it really feeds the wrong creatures, So if you can imagine our gut lining as this wild ecosystem that has all these different creatures in it, and if you eat a lot of really good cabbage, you're feeding really lovely good bacteria that's going to help reduce the actual acne. But if you were to embrace a lot of sugar, you're feeding a lot of the candida that's going to throw off the microbiome and have an overgrowth of yeast that's problematic. So I really appreciate that we now understand there's so many different things coexisting in the gut lining. There's parasites, there's worms, there's bacteria, there's yeast. And I just want to consider that the yeast, like candida, would be like the stormtroopers that are sent down and really can overgrow quickly. So we have to use the good bacteria from wholesome foods that are like if we're eating sauerkraut, for example... We're going to be helping to outcrowd the negative stormtroopers and keep the balance, the coexistence of all the microbes in the right levels in order to truly give us the greatest chance at hormonal balance. And with that hormonal balance, we'll see a huge improvement in skin because I'm sure you know the, of course, you teach this constantly. It's really the increase in androsomes that we're very concerned about, the fact that we have a tremendous imbalance of sex hormones, an imbalance of insulin that's really in the background of our skin disorders. Absolutely. And Chris, like, and I can't believe the miracles you see the miracles. we do Every time I go on your site, I'm like such a visual shift when I see people who have such severe acne and then their skin is clearing up. It's just So exciting. and like you want to those
0: before and afters, they're so like it brings tears to my eyes sometimes because it's we know how much it was impacting their life. And for them to be able to make this commitment to their own health and because they do the things we tell them what to do, but the clients are physically doing it themselves. And as you know, Julie and Chris, it's it's not an easy journey taking being your own health advocate and taking control over your health and changing the way you eat, changing the way you live, being more anti-inflammatory foods, whatever that may look like. It's not an easy process. It's challenging. You will face obstacles, but what's available to you on the other side is so
2: beautiful. It is. It's worth every bite. So I just want to remind people like nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Nothing. Once you feel healthy, once you feel joyous, you don't want to give that up for five minutes of pleasure on your tongue. When we can find so much pleasure in our life, I really try to encourage people to make a pleasure inventory. Write down everything that makes you happy, whether it's dancing in the kitchen, whether it's connecting with girlfriends, whether it's you name it, just create your list and then lean into that when you have a food craving, because it's so temporary. It's so fleeting that we eat this thing and we, we think, oh, this is making me feel better. Maybe shifting your mood for five minutes and then you've got 24 hours to a week of feeling absolutely crummy from the impact of that negative crave food. Absolutely. So it's so worth finding the good and stuff. And you you've you've told a story
0: a number of times at your talks where you were feeling so violently ill, like you were losing weight, you looked physically unwell. And Alan, like I think he like took your hands or your face and was like, What are you gonna do to get better? And you were like, I will do anything to feel better. Cause when you don't have your health, it impacts every area of your life. It
2: really does. And I just know what's possible now. So I just wish I could give everyone that jump of a year for them to feel how awesome life is when they commit to their health. And I really feel that health is the number one wealth. It's the conduit to create everything you've ever wanted in your entire life, whether it be success or whether it be joy, whatever you want to create, you will get it through that gateway of health. So just keep focusing on that for sure.
1: So first of all, I'm still drooling about White chocolate. I can't wait. <laughs> you said that. It's my absolute favorite. And now I'm just like, I need to have me some of that. And I'm not really a big sugar person, but I need to. That's like a teaser. It, it makes one thing so before happy. I ask you. Yeah. Right? I'm so happy. You have no idea. Like, do you see the smile? This doesn't happen off in those kids. It's like it doesn't. Before I go into the liver and the other organs with regards to acne, I just want to bring up one point that you said, and just, it's resonating. I know it was a while back for people that are listening. You said, when you eat sugar and go off of it, and then you have it again, you get a flare of symptoms. And that flare of symptoms is really essentially not normal, right? That's the body where it's saying, you know what? And I get it all the time with clients. Well, I didn't have this before you suggested I take out sugar or gluten or dairy. And now I'm having it. And I said, well, then you turn around and you thank that body. Because your body is now telling you, I love you. And I love that you're supporting me because it's not okay. It's just, it was a mask before. There was so many compounding, inflammatory things going on inside the body. You just couldn't listen. Fair?
2: So similar to when people quit smoking and they start coughing. Because the body needs to detoxify and your body gets to a point of, okay, now you've given me permission to get rid of what I need to get rid of in order to feel whole and for us to get to balance. And so please keep going. Like when people have setbacks, they're just so fleeting and temporary. If we keep going, it's so worthwhile because you're going to get to that new normal. And my new normal is just feeling... Like you don't want to eat that food. Like you eventually get to a place where you look at that food and it almost looks plasticine to you. You couldn't imagine putting a white flour, white sugar chocolate cake in your mouth. You just would be like, ugh, right? And that's really possible. I promise eventually we start to crave new favorites. And we always have comfort foods, that's human, but we have this beautiful upward spiral where we start to crave I just look forward to right now, we're we're so into the pumpkin spice lattes because it's October, right? Like you just upward spiral in such a nice way that you find replacements for all the foods that used to drive you crazy, that used to be causing your your gut harm.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so powerful. And thank you for going through that because that's one of the major things people say is I took this out and I felt terrible either reintroducing it or... Or they don't do it long enough. So jumping into acne, let's go into some of those other organs like liver. Yeah. And you know, I know in the spleen with traditional Chinese medicine, like you said, with the ice cream, the spleen doesn't like cold. Mm-hmm. It's not a fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So when, when we talk about digestion and organ, we we know they all work together, but for their viewers, everybody always connects a couple things: acne and the liver. Yeah. So Bring in that component for
2: us. Absolutely. Well, it's because the liver does so many jobs in the body. It has hundreds of jobs to do. And we actually have to break down our sex hormones, but that is slowed down. So we end up with an imbalance of our hormones that can really impact our risk of acne when our liver is overworked. And unfortunately, refined carbohydrates and things we're allergic to really bog down the liver. And A big piece of it is the fact that when we can't use sugar, it immediately has to be shunted into some fat and unfortunately can impact if you over and over again, keep eating especially refined fructose from any sort of high fructose corn syrup, any of these highly processed sugars, know that all sodas are riddled with with fructose, refined fructose your liver is extra burdened by that because you have to actually break fructose down in the liver. It's not utilized to sugar right away. And when your liver has to do that extra processing, if it can't get to it, if you've overwhelmed it, that can actually really dramatically increase your non-alcoholic fatty liver, which is a real problem because as fat develops on the liver, we can end up with terrible inflammatory issues through the whole body. So there's the impact of directly of uh, negative carbohydrates, but I also wanna speak to deep fried foods, which we know can impact acne as well. Let's remember that these foods that we eat, let let me take uh, one of the greatest example that people love, potato chips. So you take a nice shaving of potato and this potato has some problems with it already. Some people might be allergic to or sensitive to the solanine, which is a nightshade actual negative alkaloid within this potato. Then we just recently realized other anti-nutrients, like it's really high in oxalates. So it's really taxing to your body. Now we're taking this thin slice of carbohydrate and we're plopping it into extremely high heat, super processed refined oils like canola oil. And when we have that high frying oil, And it's oxidized because it's been sitting there for a while and canola oil should never be heated because it has omega-3s in it. Now it's extremely inflammatory, okay? So that interaction of dropping a carbohydrate into fryer oil, it actually has amino acids in there that kind of are in the mix and creates this horrendous toxin called acrylamide. And acrylamide is terribly inflammatory. And now there was just a brand new study released That you have an increased risk, a 14% higher risk of having anxiety as a result of eating potato chips. So we now understand whoa, this is so inflammatory. It's causing neuroinflammation. It's increasing our acne risk. It's increasing our impact on our poor liver because who has to break that stuff down? Your liver. And it uses six different pathways. And I get into this in great detail in my book, The Hot Detox. There's all these different pathways. But we have to send all the toxins from this potato chip through and make sure okay, do I actually need to use the glucuronidase pathway? Do we actually need to use the sulfation pathway? There's all these different paths. Well, what if you actually need to process your sex hormones that day? You know, it's day 21 of your cycle and you're heading into the really crotchety PMS period, but you're eating potato chips. What happens? You're going to cough up all the energy from your liver to deal with those toxic foods, not leaving your liver enough strength to handle your hormones. And that's the direct connect between poor imbalanced hormones and the direct consumption of these really harmful junk foods that people are eating.
1: One little caveat, Julie, is my chips sometimes in moderation. But, you know, for those people, like you say, around the menses, we crave. And what do we tend to crave? Salt and sweet. So it drives those decisions. And I want to talk about cravings mm. for a second yeah. because cravings are massive
0: across the board, especially women. And we see this with our clients all of the time, right? Is they have these huge cravings for sugar, for salt, for the refined carbohydrates. And you already mentioned our pal Candida. And candida is rampant with acne sufferers. Like in our, in the clear skin solution, Chris, like what we would say 99% of clients have some level of a candida overgrowth in their gut. So we're running through different candida protocols, different microbiome rebalancing. And one of the biggest things is the cravings. You start to kill off the candida, guess what happens? It's looking for more food source. So for you, let's really break down the impact that sugar has on cravings.
2: Mm, Sure, because it's so tied to your blood sugar level. So what if you've been off sugar for a little while and your body's starting to drop into a low blood sugar zone and you don't have the power to make ketones yet? So I just want to remind everyone that your body runs on two fuel sources. We're like a hybrid car essentially, but almost nobody accesses the ketone pathway because they're always eating sugar, 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 sugar. And you really don't make ketones till you've been fasting for a little while, right? Or you've been off carbs for a while, you've been off carbs for a minimum of 18 hours. But the problem is when you've never been off carbohydrates, the first time you attempt to go lower carbohydrate, it's going to take up to one week for you to make your own ketone supply. And once you're into ketosis, you have no cravings, but to get there, is a journey. And you can feel flu-like symptoms. You can feel outrageous cravings. And in that, because you don't have sugar as a fuel and you don't have ketones as a fuel, you're in an actual fuel no man's land. And when you're there, that's when you are feeling outrageous levels of cravings. So if you know that about yourself, if you know that, oh, I just have to get to the other side of this feeling, then a lot of people bravely march across this gangplank. And once they're in a place of being able to make their own fuel source by using fat as fuel, they start to feel amazing. They start to feel mental clarity. And I'm not advocating that everyone go on a ketosis diet because ketosis dieting really is a medical requirement for certain types of cancer, for epilepsy, more for skin. It's just understanding, oh, my blood sugar's low. I need to manage my blood sugar. So we're either going to reach for extremely high fiber foods to create almost like a crossing guard for whatever carbohydrates we're eating. And that way we buffer it, we slow it down so it doesn't hit us as hard. We're not creating as much insulin. That's why one thing I love to do with my clients that really wakes them up is helping them with uh, one of these great blood sugar monitors that you just wear on the back of your arm for two weeks, just two weeks. And then you'll know what your trigger foods are. And you'll know, hey, I'm going to eat that same food, like say even having something naturally sweet, like a whole apple and a bunch of blueberries. But what if we were to make sure I'm going to have some celery along with it is part of my snack dipped in with some delicious lentil dip or something that's got so much fiber in it. It's going to slow the whole meal down. And then all of a sudden we don't have a spike because we're just trying to avoid insulin spikes. Not that we have to go totally carb-free. We just want to make sure that we never have the high, sharp increase of in insulin because that's really where people are going to have acne breakouts, hormonal imbalances. But then we're also on the back end of that going to see low blood sugars because what is insulin's job but to sh- shuttle sugars inside the cell. So once it's done that job, your blood sugar drops and then you feel terrible. So we want to make sure just buffer, buffer, buffer to keep those carb cravings down and then we've just got to deal with the emotional cravings. If you deal with your life with food, if you are always like defaulting to when I go home from school and I'm lonely after school, after school or work, I'm having a period of feeling angry about how a coworker treated me and I default to this food, then it's just, okay, what I'm going to do when that happens, what can I put in that'll help me buffer that and make a better decision? Because it's really about, I notice with cravings that it gets so much easier with your pleasure inventory and with your five free foods. If I can find you five free foods that you love that are on menu that you're feeling good about, and we surround you with them. So, a really good example that I'm using right now, I have olive packets in my purse because with I love see things. Everywhere.
0: Like Julie always has olives on
2: hand. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I I like sometimes bring entire jars of olives, but when I'm in a plane, they sell them in little packets, 10 olives to a bag. Perfect way to bust your chip cravings, right? Obviously salty macadamia nuts also deeply satisfy you and hit you in the same place because it's fatty, it's salty. You're going to love that substitution for potato chips. And then for sweet things, My goodness, I have a bison cranberry bar that I'm in love with right now. It's got a couple apple juice infused cranberries with a bunch of bison jerky and something like that just deeply hits the spot it keeps my blood sugar nice and balanced. I love that. It's so Julie always gets like the coolest little finds because you go to a lot of different
0: shows and workshops and you're like, I found this, we all need to try it. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. So I love those fun little finds, Mm -hmm. but I think having the olives, the macadamia nuts, those bison sticks, like these can be really helpful to give you that quench when you need to crush that craving. And I also love that you brought up the blood sugar monitor, the continuous glucose monitor, because we have a number of clients that they are like, Oh, I saw this ad on Instagram for this blood sugar monitor. Would this be helpful? And it's really cool because it can give you so much insights into foods that you're eating that are impacting your blood sugar that you would have never known about. Right. You're like, Oh, I didn't realize when I ate this food at 11am, it made my blood sugar go crazy. And that's why I get a headache. And that's why I get hangry. So I think when you, you have the additional insights,
2: it's really incredible. Especially because there's a lot of foods that people think are harmless, like white rice. Yes. I don't know why, health food, like, why did white rice get the pass on being a health food? When it spikes your insulin as high as potatoes or bread or other forms of carbohydrate, but everyone's like, oh, but white rice is better. Well, you might not be allergic to it, but it could be sending your blood sugar sky high, and we want to really make sure to avoid any insulin spikes when we're balancing our, our skin and, I, and our hormones. I think white rice, it's a bit of a trigger for some people because I say
0: that as like, what do you mean I can't have white rice? I eat white rice at every single meal. I have to have it. And I would say, Chris, would you not agree that white rice is one of the
1: biggest things that we get pushed back on? Right. Because I'm gluten-free. What do you want me to eat? Right. Same with corn right? Corn and white rice are big gluten-free proponents. So Mm. people just don't know how to navigate
2: the kitchen. Right. It's not well-trained, right? Yeah. And it's also being comfortable, like, especially if you have weight to lose, it's being comfortable with the fact that I think we've been sold that you need a huge carbohydrate portion at every meal. And it's not necessarily the truth because you get carbs by accident like you get carbs in your root vegetables, you get carbs in all the fruit you're eating, you really have a default of carbs. And if you crunch the numbers, I notice that most people have way more than the 40% carbs that their body needs. And therefore, when we take out that one portion or two portions of the white refined rice, we're actually getting them into the macronutrients that they need to thrive. We're gonna refocus on protein, refocus on good healthy fats, and all of a sudden, their skin starts to cooperate, their hormones balance out, and they're just happier people off refined of carbs. Absolutely. So I think, again,
0: give it a try. And you're also <laughs> a certified emotional eating coach, which I think is so cool. And when I was just beginning my nutrition studies, I didn't really understand the concept, right? It's like, what do you mean you're an emotional eating coach? Like, How does that go hand in hand with being a nutritionist? But now that I've been doing this for years and years and years, does it ever go in hand, hand in hand? Because So many people are emotional eaters. Like you said, you have a bad day and you reach for that snack. You have a bad day and you're like, oh my gosh, that ice cream bar that I used to get for having good grades is what I want to eat. So how can like what would you say would be some of your best tips for the emotional eaters? Because I know you already shared how those five foods, but if they are in that space where they're they're always reaching for that continuous burger, that continuous cake, what can they do to help move away from that emotional eating?
2: I think the big thing is to accept that you may have a trauma trigger going on, and are you willing to get therapy about it? So the big thing that changed my life was EMDR therapy. That stands for eye movement uh, desensitization and repatterning. And this technique completely changed my life because you have the ability to take a look at what's coming up for you. For me, I was terribly emotionally abused by my grade four teacher. And he basically told me that I was so dumb that I would only become a janitor. And so whenever I have areas of my life where I don't feel intelligent, Mr. Lokers literally used to yell in my head and I would run for cray foods. So just think back to what is actually the deep underlying trigger, because What's happening to you in that moment when you really self-harm with food? So I want people to start realizing that because food interacts with your actual gut lining, you are either giving it soothing, like beautiful, delicious happiness, or you are giving you're swallowing sandpaper. you're swallowing razor blades at times. And if you're self-harming with food, we actually have to look at the self-love piece need to look underneath and look at the psychology and say, why would you harm yourself with a food that you know is hurting you? This goes beyond like, hey, of course we need to do a lot of work around finding the direct substitutions, like the nutritionist work we do. But if it's deeper, then I always say, run, not walk to some great therapy and get to why you eat what you eat. And it will absolutely give you the strength. Like now, I know those feelings because sometimes I'll be confronted with the same situation. But that type of therapy just allows you to label it, put it in a box, and say, that happened. Instead of saying, I have to relive it over and over every time something similar happens, I'm going to go straight to that trauma. And it's just incredible what happens. And I promise people that so much of what we deal with physically can be handled once we give ourselves permission. To let ourselves out of that emotional prison of our past. I think that's actually a very profound, insightful answer.
0: And I love that you went that route because over in the Clear Skin Solution, we actually have a registered psychotherapist from a psychotherapy clinic come in as our mindset coach. And once a month, she does a group call for everybody because we saw the massive connection between acne and their mental and emotional well being. Because not only was it impacting, their cravings and it was impacting their emotional eating and it was impacting their self-worth and it was impacting their ability to make these decisions for themselves. As you know, Chris and I have talked about in a previous podcast, I believe it was the missing acne puzzle piece. And it's that physical manifestation of the emotional mental trauma that is coming out as acne on the skin. So that was actually the most perfect answer you could have given. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Great. Cause it's so much deeper than food. It's so much. That's deeper. the funny thing. Eh? Like, it's so funny. Food is our entryway. It's the way to get people to understand that they need to take care, but it's simpler than we think. It's actually easier than we, when we, we, we finally let ourselves go, yes, this happened to me and I'm going to work on healing that. And then everything gets easier. I love that. So before we finish up, (laughs) I wanted to go into
0: a little bit of the hot detox. So I know we've been so focused on sugar. And as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, my favorite book of yours is Hot Detox. I think it was just so different than anything that ever been done before. Because in Hot Detox, you discuss the power of Ayurvedic food theory and traditional Chinese medicine food theory, and really embracing warming cooked foods, warming spices, warming techniques, like energetically warming foods in order to repair our gut and really love up our liver and love up our hormones. And we've even adopted some of this food theory into our own teachings with our clients because The digestive part alone is incredible. Like For those that haven't read Hot Detox or know much about it, can you just give us a little summary on how eating these warming foods can really improve your digestion?
2: Absolutely. So this was born out of the fact that even though I was eating healthy, I wasn't getting balanced in the way of my hormones, and I was not able to 100% get into remission with my colitis. So I went to a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. They taught me the food theory, which is basically for a lot of young women, a lot of women who are dealing with their skin issues, they have a cold, damp digestive system. The whole organ that controls that is the spleen, chi, and it's too damp and too cold. And we need to warm you up. So, by embracing warming liquids, warming foods, so we stop eating foods cold, but we can energetically warm that food up using more spices as well. So, embracing more cinnamon, more turmeric, more ginger, more cardamom, more cumin. These spices are very carminative. They help to reduce the bloating, the gas. They help to heal the digestive lining, which is going to have a beautiful effect on clearing skin. And then we also want to uh, pull in certain foods are particularly warming. So say you could take some grated ginger, add that to a colder salad dressing. If you're having a raw salad, just by putting a warming dressing on it, you can actually neutralize that food so it's no longer cold and impactful. So I just really love the fact that we've had such great results. Anybody with joint issues, skin issues, anybody with serious digestive woes sees really fast results, like within 28 days. And that's why I really focus now. That's one of the most important programs that we teach is how to cleanse the liver, the lymph, the blood, the gallbladder, the skin, all using the power of anti-inflammatory foods that are warmed up in this really unique program called the Hot Detox. And
0: I love it. I, before I had the Clear Skin Solution, I actually coached in the Hot Detox alongside Julie. And I just, I loved seeing those profound shifts because especially the joint pain, right? Like that can be so debilitating for a lot of people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And I remember one of the biggest things, like I just want to be able to play with my grandkids again. I want to be able to go, remember that one client where she wanted, She was a bird watcher and she couldn't birdwatch anymore. And then she went through and she embraced all of the teachings of anti-inflammatory. And then she was able to do like 20,000 steps to go birdwatching.
2: It's so beautiful. Heather is one of the greatest transformations. She's now down 75 pounds. Like it's just incredible to see. And yet she didn't diet and she didn't have to get rid of all carbohydrates. She just started to make those slow and permanent changes within her menu. And she still coaches with me today. It's just sweet to see people have these continued breakthroughs. So, so fun that you remember remember that. that. That's how much from like when was she an
0: original client? Like five, six, seven years ago? Like a long
2: time? Oh longer like 10 years ago. One thing I have to say is imagine if you don't deal with this. I want to leave people with that thought because I know a lot of people in your demographic are in their 20s and 30s. Remember that if you don't deal with the little bit of inflammation at the surface of the skin level, we end up seeing greater impact on our joints, on our gut, on our muscles in our 50s, 60s. I have a different demo and I deal with very serious people who've sort of been dealing with a lot of inflammation early on, but they didn't know how to get to the root cause. So it's kind of pay me now or pay me later. So I highly recommend you deal with inflammation as fast as possible.
0: I love that you brought that up um, before we finish up, because we have so many women that reach out to us, whether they're a client, they're on Instagram or on social, and they say, I don't understand why I eat this food and my skin breaks out. How come my family member or my friend or so-and-so doesn't, how come they don't have any issues? And we always respond with, you don't know what's happening beneath the surface of their skin. Their physical inflammation could be resulting in joint pain, could be resulting in IBS, could be resulting in an invisible symptom that you may know nothing about, or maybe their symptoms catch up with them later on in life, right? We're we're now dealing with debilitating joint pain. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. And when we are looking at the hot detox, of course, you can find all of Julie's books online in your local uh, bookstore retailers. But what I love is now that its fault. I find this is the absolute perfect time to go through the hot detox because it's we're, we're transitioning into the cooler mind. So you actually run your hot detox live that people can sign up for and go through
2: that full 28 days. Yeah. I love the fact that each and every week we run a different organ system. So you get to learn how to cleanse your liver, your lymph, your kidneys, your skin through all the different hot detox principles and yeah, we coach live each and every week. And I'm so excited to have people check it out. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to share more on Instagram. I know you crush it on Instagram. It was so cool to see when you pass, like I've been on forever. I've been a nutritionist for 23 years and you just like flew past me and I'm like, Wow. Look how well Katie's doing. Like you're just doing absolutely brilliant work. And, and it's just so fun to see when the student becomes a teacher, you are doing so oh. well. <laughs> so congr- that means so much to me because truly, truly <laughs>
0: is, she is my nutrition mentor. I look up to her in all realms of life. One of the genuinely kindest human beings you will meet in person so brilliant, so loving and warm. And I I'm just so grateful and honored to be in your life and, you know, be mentored by you and, and be a friend with you because it's really added so much to my life that I couldn't even express to you. So I appreciate everything that you've done. And you guys, I would not be here with Chris doing this podcast, running this company, if it wasn't for Julie, because of she has taught me so, so much. And I am internally grateful. So for that, Julie, I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
2: Oh my goodness well thank you for that incredible acknowledgement and and you you guys are doing such important work in the world like thank you for being all natural healthcare you're so great And great to hang out with you, Chris and Katie. It's been a beautiful hour. I love it.
0: All right, everybody. So if you want to learn more about Julie, you can find her at com. She's really pop big on Instagram, at juliedaniluck. We're going to pop all of this in the show notes. And if you want to check out Hot Detox, Hot Detox Live, that'll be in the show notes as well, because I know you will absolutely love it. All right, everybody. We will see you next Wednesday on another episode of The Clear Skin Chronicles. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on The Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.